When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're efforting Mike D, Mike Dettelier. We'll see how that works out. If not, we've got plenty to get to. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Do you need a video wall for your hospital, law firm, business technology firm? Do you need a video wall for your studio? We have one. It's powered by Sound and Communications. Soundcomav.com. Soundcom. AV.com. Want to say good morning. Welcome in. Out of bounds, 1059 The Zone ESPN. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. By the way, if you need a, a sound system for your arena, gym, coliseum, football field, or baseball field, then you want to go with sound and communications. What would y'all think about my second tier? It's a little bit bigger than it usually is, maybe year to year. With Texas coming in, I don't know what Oklahoma's going to do. You know, we'll just have to see. But uh, Sark and Texas are loading the boat. That is for sure. Loading the boat for the Texas Longhorns. And they were in the college football playoff this year. I know it was an easier path through the Big 12. But um, they're getting it. They're getting it going in in Austin, and Mississippi State has to go to Texas, which is not good uh, this year because they're top five talented team, top five in the country. Um, Texas. So my second tier, I've got Georgia one, Bama two, as far as SEC power rankings. And then you're looking at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, Missouri, and A&M in Tier 2. You know? that's uh, And that's a heck of a group. All very talented. We'll see. A lot of it's going to be scheduling, for sure. All right, we're going to go to the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We're going to welcome in Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. And, um, Mike D, I want to talk Saban before we get into some of the Saints things that have happened the last couple of days. Uh, Saban stepped down um, after we had you on last week. You got to cover Nick Saban for five or six years. Um, that's People knew about him being under Belichick, a little bit about Michigan State, but he became a household name at LSU. What was it like to see him uh, do what he did in the transformation overnight of taking that LSU football program to another level and eventually the national championship? Because at that time, LSU was a middle-of-the-road program in the SEC. Uh, they had struggled under Curly Holman and, and Jerry DiNardo. The first thing he did was build the levee around the state of Louisiana to keep the top athletes from leaving. There was a lot of the top players that were going to Florida State 
uh, Miami of Florida, Oklahoma, you name it, they were leaving. And he was able to keep those athletes in state. Now, he he did it a certain way, and he had a structure about him. And, you know, he would sort of say the same speech no matter where he went. Uh, it got to the point where if you did a juncture with him, which I did quite a few, you could say the speech as well as he could. It was about uh, recruit and develop players. And he kind of sang that song everywhere he went. And he he really won them over. He won over the athletes here. Uh, He had a really good uh, assistant coaching staff around him. He would talk about talent being 1A, but building the assistant coaching ranks as 1B, having good people around you. And uh, it, it took him a couple years, and next thing you know, you know LSU's in the hunt uh, for SEC championship and won a national championship. Uh, it was remarkable uh, of how he swung this program around in very quick fashion. But he had a certain structure about him. He was going to do it his way, and nobody was going to outwork him. Nobody. Bo, he would do uh, different sort of deals around Louisiana. He would maybe do three or four in a day. I mean, he he was like the Energizer Bunny, man. He just kept a ticking, and he went after it. And he was able to get it accomplished, and you know he uh, he was the the first real building blocks of what you see of LSU today. He was the guy that laid down that foundation and did a fantastic job with it. And eventually, you knew that the lure of the NFL would get him; that he wanted to give that a shot. Uh, and it happened. Miami came a call, and then he left. But um, a lot of LSU fans who, who despised him later, it wasn't so much about they hated him. They feared him. They feared that he would build that program at Alabama like he did. And it didn't take him long there either. It was a couple years, and it was almost, hey, I've seen that rerun of a show before. He did the exact same thing there at Alabama. He just stayed there longer uh, than he did at LSU. So, <laughs> man, he's he's the best that, that I've ever seen do it in a constantly changing world of college athletics. It was, you know, uh, you know, because today when you think about everything that has changed throughout the last few years he still continued to win Uh, but working those type hours and putting that much pressure on himself uh, you you understand that your energy level at 72 is not the same as it would be if you're 60 years old and so um, he's the best I've ever seen do it and he, he was able to adapt even though he kicked at times uh, about adapting uh, to the world of college football and that it changed from he was a big-time 
defensive coach run the football into being brought into the new world of college football, and a lot of it by Lane Kiffin, into throwing the football and developing the passing game. But he was able to adapt to it. But when he got in trouble in games, what did he do? He ran the football. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, uh, it, you know, he's had a remarkable run uh, like no one else. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And Were you uh, surprised? Just, I mean, I, I'm not saying. Yes, I was. Yes, I, I was. I was, but I don't know him. You know him. I thought he would go a few more years. When, when you heard about it, were you surprised that he decided to go ahead and call it now, Mike D? Yeah, we um fixing to go on air. And uh, I look at my phone and I see Chris Lowe, who I've uh, known for over 30 years. Chris was a beat reporter. Uh, for the Carolina Panthers when they came into the NFL. So him and I had known each other for that long. and he, But he was the only one that had put it out. And, you know, and so that was a little bit of shakiness at the station of, should you go with this? I'm like, man, what? This ain't no Yahoo doing this. Man, you know, I've known Chris Lowe for a long time. He's not putting that out unless he got the best of sources. And so, um, you know, we went on the air with it, uh, I guess, maybe a couple minutes after he had posted it, uh, you know, with uh, Chris's report. And uh, it surprised me. Uh, Surprised Bobby and I were on the air because he was like, Mike, that really kind of caught me off guard. And uh, so, yeah, it surprised both of us, to be honest with you. And uh, he was... You know, he, he went out like he came in, man. It's just uh, big-time fanfare. And uh, Caleb DeBoard is a really good coach. Oh, that's, yeah. That's some really big moccasins to fill. Because all I'm telling you is you could win 10 games and people going to be upset with you. 
That's true. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He covered Nick Saban for several years, and uh, he transformed that LSU program, won a national championship, and Miles and Eddie O and, and so on took the blueprint. And he's the godfather. I think where Mike was going, he's the godfather of modern-day football recruiting as as far as what he did at LSU and then took it to another level at Alabama. Mike joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike, any any story you can tell us of of kind of how how he was if you were at at you know Bruce Feldman said if you got him in the right environment he was engaging more of yes. an intimate setting not not three hundred people for a speech but if you got him in the right environment then he would engage and actually um, very conversational is that what you picked up on during the five or six years he was in baton rouge mike d yeah no question about it but you had to get him in the right environment because a lot of times if he didn't feel right about it that his conversation was 99 percent about football nothing else but if you did get him in the right environment then then he was and he had a sense of humor about him uh but you didn't always catch him like that, okay? He wasn't always into that particular deal because he was so focused on doing his job and and that sort of thing. So we had a, a speaking engagement, and um, it was at a hometown of a young man who was highly recruited. <laughs> he wasn't playing. And I guess there was a family relative there that pressed him on why so-and-so wasn't playing more. And Nick, you know, gave the standard answer about, you know, we, you know, he's given every opportunity looking forward to, to working with him and getting him better uh, for this upcoming season. And the lady sort of pressed Nick a little bit on it, Oof. not accepting that answer. And uh, she got the full-fledged Nick Saban. If he's that good, he'd have played last year. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, he, he said it in a sort of a funny way, but you could tell it struck the chord with him that, okay, I, I get it, it's a relative of yours, and I understand it, but if he was that good, he'd have been playing for me last year. But he put it in a manner that he was trying to be uh, as polite as he could about it, but you could sort of see the the, the deal with him that he was telling you, hey, uh, he's maybe not as good as you think he is. That was Nick being Nick. And uh, so he was he was interesting in questions and answers. And sort of, I saw the first inkling of what we saw at Alabama, that he was, he loved to give those sort of lectures during these questions and answers. And, but that was the first time I saw it, uh, that he, he kind of reacted that way uh, about, you know, someone's, uh, I think it was her, her nephew. But you know, he she didn't accept his answer, and so he he gave it right back. Oh man, I love Mike. And who he, was he his? Sort of lectured about 
hey, uh, why why would you put this on him? Let us do our job, right? And we're going to get him better. And if he works hard enough, he's going to see more playing time. And it's like any other job. And he went on with it. And I'm just sitting in the back laughing because I knew it had touched a nerve with him. Mike Dettelier talking Nick Saban on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mike, who was the player that, that he really leaned on while at LSU, that he loved, that, you know, leader, good on the field? Um, you know, who, who was a guy that you felt like, wow, Saban, that, that's the kind of guy that he loves to have in the program and, and maybe was the um, – the driving force in the locker room for for Nick Saban. I, I can't say that that was one, but when he always told me this, that when I recruit an athlete, I, I'm looking for a leader. I, I'm just not looking for talent because he said, you know, coming in here, I felt as though this team needed leaders and that that's something that's really difficult to find. And so he, I can't remember him talking about one guy in particular like that. But he had a deal when he would recruit an athlete. And I guess it was a sense with him about that guy can be a leader in the locker room and, and motivate somebody else. But you had to do things his way, okay? And he wanted to know about how coachable. Uh, I know of a few athletes that he brought from near my area, and the uh, high school coach would always tell me he would ask them about uh, how coachable are they. Uh, I want to know that. I I know how talented they are. I've seen them or I've seen it on film. Uh, And so he, he put a lot of emphasis on that, coachability and leadership. Now, today's world's change, you know, in, in, in high school football. But, um, man, he, he put a lot of that on that. And it was his ability to keep the top Louisiana players in the state. He had it. Um, I forget who he told me had done the, uh, the breakdown of athletes. And of the, not of a California or a Texas or a Florida with, with bigger populations, but about how many pro players from the state of Louisiana there were in the NFL. And his deal was, if I can keep them here, we're going to win and win quickly. And he was absolutely right about it. And But it was some outside firm that had done this kind of breakdown of it. Uh, and he, he stuck to that formula. He ran that I-10 corridor. Uh, from the Houston-Dallas area into Mississippi, the Mississippi-Florida uh, panhandle. He came up with that particular deal to recruit, and he pretty much stayed with that. Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, who, who, was his, who did he lean on? What coach did he lean on the most while he was at LSU? Was it Pete Jenkins or someone else? Mike D. Pete was a Pete was a big part of it. Uh, Will Muschamp was another guy. 
uh, was that he leaned on quite a bit, and Jimbo, and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, those were the three that, that I could think of that he sort of leaned on. And, uh, you know, he had no connection to Pete. Pete will tell you that today. He had none at that time. And, but uh, him and Pete hit it off really well. And um, Muschamp, I always thought, was sort of a, a little bit of a younger version of him. They they both had the same sort of personality. And, uh, man, they had a hot fuse. Yeah, they did. Uh, those those practice sessions, uh, it was clear who was in charge. And if you messed up, uh, you heard it uh, from not one but both of them. And then Jimbo was the, the sort of architect for him on offense because Nick's wheelhouse is defense, okay? And so you could understand him and Pete and, and Will sort of all understanding one another very well. But it was Jimbo that, that ran the offense. And there was some maybe collisions at times about certain things to do. I bet. But but they made it work. They made it. They made it work really, really well, and so it was. Uh, it was interesting because he had an all-star staff. Dooley was on this staff at that time, also. Uh, man, he he had an unbelievable coaching staff, and so. Uh, but that defensive staff with Jenkins and, and Muschamp, uh, and along with Pete. Uh, I mean, excuse me, with Nick, who really handled the secondary, and that's when. It had started before, but that's when LSU became DBU. You saw it sort of transform in front of your very eyes uh, when with Nick there. Even though they had elements of it before, it really came into focus uh, with Saban. He put a lot of uh, pressure and emphasis on getting the right defensive backs. He felt that was... A big key because for a stretch, Spurrier in, in Florida, Indiana, man, uh, you you better go up against Steve and better match up. Yeah. But there were so many good defensive backs athletically in the state of Louisiana, so he was playing to the strength of what was coming out of the high school ranks. Hmm. Let's switch gears, Mike, but I've only got about a minute, but we can do more of this next week um, with the Saints offseason. Mike D. on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, Mike, what direction do you expect the Saints to go? Uh, what what direction do you expect Dennis Allen to go uh, on offense? I, I do think where there's smoke, there's fire with this John Gruden situation. Uh, I, you know, that there's something there to it. Now, John's going to have to clear up the lawsuit with the NFL. But I've always believed that once that's cleared, he would get back into the NFL. And I do think there's a connection there. He did work with the Saints uh, offensive staff uh, during the summer uh, with Derek Carr, who he's he's had when he was a head coach with uh, the Raiders. So I do think that that is – something to watch on what happens with Gruden. But, uh, you know, again, I think the frustration for Saints fans is with Alvin Kamara, with Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, uh, a Jawan Johnson, a Jimmy Graham, 
and this is what you got out of the offense. Goodness. Very disappointing. Mm. And so you you had to make that move. Only thing I can tell you is, uh, you know, people have said, well, he'll come in but not be the offensive coordinator. And when John walks in that room, he's the alpha dog. He takes over. If anybody don't believe that, I got mountain front property behind you I can sell here on the bayou. John's going to be the guy if they bring him in. Uh, so, But I think it's the twist here of the NFL, of redemption, giving somebody an opportunity to come back, and a connection with Dennis Allen. Uh, I would keep my eye on what happens with John Gruden. I think that there's a lot of interest there in the Saints organization to bring him in. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there, but I got a lot more to get to as far as NFL next week with uh, with Mike D. With Mike D. And we've got a good uh, lineup of games this weekend. I can't wait to see. Boy, Dan Campbell, I know you talked about him last week or the week before, but wow, wow, wow. And he gets now a second home game. And uh, you know what? I think Detroit puts up a W against uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. And, And what a great job he's done rebuilding that team. And uh, he's the ultimate competitor, and he's a tough guy and the ultimate competitor. Loved covering when he was here with the Saints. He was was always a funny guy, but, man, you knew he was a tough guy. Love him. Love him. Hey, Mike D., have a great week. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, bud. WWL Radio TV New Orleans, Saints Insider LSU NFL. He is Mike Dettelier. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. They've made it easy for you. Favorites.com, Jason. F-A-V-E. F-A-V-E. Favorites.com. Get a quote in four minutes or less and save with your Farm Bureau insurance agent, Sadiq Charles, at 930.